Hello, and welcome to the End Street Village podcast, a place where we are able to share stories, knowledge, and resources of End Street Village, a community that supports women in Washington, D.C. that are experiencing homelessness by offering a broad spectrum of services, housing, and advocacy in an atmosphere of both dignity and respect. Our facilitator for this conversation is Matt Laborde, the manager of the Vocational Center at End Street Village. Today on the program, I'm joined by Jaquita Good, who is the benefit specialist here at Entry Village. She assists clients with obtaining their SSI benefits, navigating through the social security system, and most importantly, providing an understanding of the social security process for the client. She wears several hats through the benefits process, ranging from liaison to counselor, depending on the person and their case. She enjoys helping people help themselves to improve their lives, build their character, put some extra money in their pockets. You are a SOAR benefits counselor. So my first question is, what does SOAR stand for? And what is SOAR? Okay, thank you. Hi, Matt, how are you? Um, To answer your, your first part of your question, part one, SOAR. SOAR stands for SSI, SSDI, outreach, access, and recovery, okay? So I'm source certified. So I'm certified to help individuals that are experiencing homelessness or experiencing any mental health, physical health um, concerns navigate through social security here at Instry Village. That's my job, at least part of it anyway. <laughs> um, so it depends on what the person comes to me with. So if they can need something as simple as help fill out the application for a social security card, or it can be as big as actually applying for benefits. Um, so it just really depends on what they need help or navigating. We also have people who've already applied and they need to find an attorney. So I help them navigate through that as well. So that's my job as a source specialist here at Industry Village. Gotcha, gotcha. So why might a person who's struggling with any of those issues, why might they come to a person like you for assistance? Well, it could be any number of things. People, normally, normally if they need help, they ask for it. And if there's a resource that can help them navigate through something easier than them doing it on their own, then they'll reach out for that service. So if for no other reason, sometimes people just need help. Um, and they seek a help out, and therefore at Entry Village, we offer the benefit specialist as a service. So it's been advertised throughout the agency. So the clients are aware that, okay, this, if I want to get Social Security benefits, Ms. Good is an expert on the matter, and she can help me navigate. Some people seek um, seek assistance because they're in, not as if they can't do it, but they feel very intimidated because Social Security Administration is a big federal go- government entity. And can be and can be very intimidating to people who lack the knowledge of how the how Social Security is run. So that's another reason why people uh, reach out for help. So the ultimate goal is that people who are struggling would uh, come to you for assistance and ultimately, hopefully, be accepted for benefits, and they would receive a cash payment every month to cover for income that they they're unable to get for themselves. Is that right? That's correct. So the goal is to prove it. So I help them prove it. <laughs> so to that point, 
take me through the process as quickly as you can, sort of from the first step all the way to the last step of uh, how you might help a person navigate through that complicated system. Okay, so the first thing we'll do, first things first, I like to sit down with people and ask them, why do they feel they should get benefits? Because some people apply for benefits for the wrong reasons, or because I need money right now, or because I'm, I, I don't make enough in my job. So I try my best to explain um, why you should be applying for benefits. These are the reasons why. Do, you, do, do these reasons, do you check off yes for these reasons? Can you, um, like a question would be, okay, what type of work do you do? How much do you get paid doing this type of work? So I, I try to go through the process and kind of see where they're coming from, hear their story and see if I can even help them. So if I can help them, then we move on to the next, um, the next step. The next step would be contacting social security to set up an appointment. So depending on how busy they are, it depends on how, how close or how far your appointment is. And the appointment usually lasts for an hour. In a non-pandemic world, you could, you could go in person, but now everything is over the phone. So you will get a phone appointment, and then that phone appointment, the representative of Social Security will ask you a series of questions. You will answer those questions, and then at the end, they will tell you, we'll reach out to your doctors, we'll reach out to your psychologist, we'll reach out to um, Mexican or whoever you put down as a source that can verify your disabilities. Um, and they'll send a letter out in the mail. So in the meantime, in between time, while you're waiting, Social Security is gathering information. Once they gather some of their information, they send the information to DDS, which is Disabilities Determination Services. And they, in turn, reach out to your doctors. They, in turn, reach out to the psychologists mental health, physical health, whatever, whatever you put down on the paper, whoever you listed as your medical sources to back up your disability, they reach out to those folks. Wait for those people to return a response. From that response, they make a, determ a determination. They send that information back to the Social Security office. Social Security then generates a letter of approval and or denial. Now, if you're approved, great, we stop there. Um, if you're denied, you can stop there or you apply, but you get to dispute the decision that was made and you can submit new information to try to further explain why you're disabled. So it really depends on which way the cookie crumbles, so to speak. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that's a that's a very good explanation. It honestly sounds complicated. I'm I'm really happy that there's people like you helping people navigate this system and in your experience, when you're working with someone, walking them through this process, what are some of the most common errors that are made in the process? Like, what are some of the things that are often stumbling blocks for clients and preventing them from getting their benefits or uh, some of the big mistakes that you see that are made in the process? Stumbling blocks, I will have to say, is medical information. Um, a lot of our clients want to apply for benefits, but a lot of them don't go to the doctor regularly. So that, that creates a problem right there because the determination is, 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 is based heavily on what your, what your doctors say, because the doctor, in instance, is the expert. That's all Social Security really has to go on 
uh, as far as like proving that you are disabled. So what may prolong your process, not going to your doctor's appointments, not, at, not having a um, personal care physician to begin with, a person who hasn't been to the doctor in over a year, um, other stumbling blocks that's not necessarily related to medical, people not necessarily remembering information to even to try to reach out to external sources to kind of back up their story, so to speak. And people just not following up. Sometimes the process can be so tedious that it can kind of wear you out and people just kind of give up. Like, I'm tired. I don't feel like submitting anything else. I don't want to go see another doctor. Sometimes you just get a little fed up and they get a little frustrated and that that's like a stumbling block. Missing meetings. That's a big one, especially for me, missing meetings. We schedule a meeting, we try to be proactive, and then you can't find the person. Um, and that can be due to their own just, just lack of caring about an appointment, or they could be experiencing homelessness and have a hard time keeping up with appointments because they're worried about other things that affect their daily life. Um, I could go on and on. It really, really mm. depends on the individual and what they're specifically going through. A lot of people we work with, well, I work with are, in, are, are transient. So they may be here today and not here tomorrow and show up three months later. Um, that the mental health piece definitely, definitely is a big, is a big component. A lot of people don't want to admit that they have issues, but they want to apply for benefits. Well, you have to admit that something is wrong for lack of a better term, but a lot of people don't want to admit that. So it sounds like, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent that the social security determination process relies heavily on, you know, documented proof of some type of mental or physical uh, disability, and that the process takes a long time and you have to really be in it for the long haul. Um, do you know how long it takes typically for benefits to, for a determination to be passed down from social security? Their time allows anywhere from four to six months sometimes, but it really depends on the case. So if you're a person who has to go to um, dialysis three times a week, that's an easy determination because there's no way that you can work and take care of yourself and go to dialysis three times a week. So that will be a quicker turnaround, say to someone who has like lymphedema, sciatica, or something like that, because it takes a little more time to prove that you can't work or you can't find a job to work around your disability. So it just really depends on the case-by-case -case services. Right. And, and what is um, IDA? From what I understand, there's, there's a, a IDA is sort of a safety net for, for payments during the, the application process. Can you explain what that is and what it's there for? IDA is Interim Disability Assistance, which is a monetary monthly check that one would get if they are applying for SSI only. The idea is that you apply for SSI and while you're waiting for determination, you can apply for IDA. And they have their own application. It's a DC government run program. You have to fill out their own medical information and then they determine if you are eligible or not. And the idea is that if you get approved for IDA, then there's a good chance you'll get approved for Social Security. But the trick with, the, with IDA, 
and I don't necessarily promote it myself, but it is a service that's offered to district residents. Um, that if you're not approved for Social Security benefits, SSI, then you have to pay that money back. A lot of people get in that loophole and they don't pay the money back. And then therefore now your credit is affected because now it shows that you owe that money. Um, there's a waiting list. So you don't, if you get approved, you may not necessarily get the money right away. You may be put on the waiting list, waiting for someone to come off of the waiting, to come off of IDA so you can get the funds. So you may be approved in February, but you may not get the funds to maybe May or June. So it just really depends. Um, but it is a, a resource that's offered by the District of Columbia for district residents that are applying for SSI benefits. And you have to have an active Social Security SSI application open with Social Security. If some people, it's a myth that you can just go and apply for IDA. But if you do not have an open application, you will not be, you will not, you will be denied. Matter of fact, they won't even look at your application. Mm, I see. So with all this being said, you know, you know, acknowledging the fact that this whole process can be really tedious and difficult and uh, take a, a fair amount of time, you know, half a year in best case scenario, what would your, you know, maybe three pieces of advice or, or any piece of advice that you would give to clients of Entry Village or anyone who's listening to this podcast on how they could successfully get benefits for themselves? Well, I, first thing I would say is if you feel like you cannot do the process by yourself, find you a good team of folks to back you up that have some type of expert knowledge. Even if, um, like here at Industry, we have myself, but if you don't, if you know someone who has some type of knowledge of how Social Security works, I think you should just build a, a, a good solid team of folks to kind of help you out, keep you motivated. That's, a, that's another thing to keep people motivated because people lose faith very quickly and they get frustrated very quickly because in their mind it's a quick turnaround and it's not. Um, secondly, I would say have patience because you have to understand it's not that you're, that you're just submitting this information. Social Security has to wait for external agencies to send information on your behalf. And sometimes people, you know, they drag their feet. They see you as a number. So it may not be as a quick turnaround as you may hope, not necessarily something that you've done on your end, but just reaching out to other people and trying to pull in information from them about you, i.e. your doctor, psychologist, friends, or whoever is, is, is listed, takes time. And then a lot of people fraud Social Security. So they're looking over your information with a fine tooth comb to make sure you don't fall into the fraud category. So that also takes time. So you have to have patience. Third, I will have to say, be as thorough and as informative as you can on your application. The more information you put, the less questions people have to ask. That's my top three. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Chiquita. Um, Chiquita is my office mate. So shout out to my favorite office mate. And thank you so much for being on the NSV radio podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Matthew. When you asked me, I was like, I'm delighted. Yes, let's <laughs> spread the word. Um, no, Social Security is not the most happening topic on the globe, but it's definitely an important one that people need to hear about and information needs to be shared. So I was glad to be a part of your podcast. Thank you for having me.
Sounds good. All righty. And that's it for today's program. Stay tuned for additional episodes in the future, and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening and have a good day.